Jeff, you teach place using low stim, continuous, and release when the dog does it. Correct. With why, leash guidance. Why do this instead of just a one-time punish when not to do it? Because we're teaching. Because that's not how we teach. So would you? So we t- we we don't we. I wouldn't do that until we did three hundred repetitions. So we actually we actually use start with clicker and food, mm-hmm. and then we layer remote over that. We're teaching hundreds and hundreds of times before we do no, because it's a wanted behavior. So we teach wanted behaviors a certain way. We correct unwanted behaviors one and done. There's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. There's a huge difference. So um, most people see me correct dogs, but they don't see actually how we train dogs. And now we're putting out more content on our Facebook page and our Instagram page, how we actually train the dog. And um, because we want people to see actually what the process is. Next. Going live. (laughs) Now we're live. Hey everybody, how are you? It's Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. Sorry for the technical difficulty. Are you ready to comment in there and see mm-hmm. if it works? Awesome. Uh, a little bit late. I messed up. I um, was preoccupied um, with some wonderful conversation. Yep, we got it. We got comments. Thank you, Melissa. How are you? Hey, it's everybody. It's Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. This is a live show. We um, started out um, really, really slow. So, Melissa, when you edit this, <laughs> get rid of that first five minutes. <laughs> okay? Hopefully, we lose too many people. Um, this is a Q&A show, and what I do is I do a 90-minute show. It's called What Would Jeff Do? We do it every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday night, historically. Here I am talking to the light again. Uh, Monday and Wednesday <laughs> and Saturday night uh, from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Um, this week, what I decided to do is... Um, a Friday night, we've got a Friday night show. Um, it's a, you comment, uh, now that you can comment, you comment and I ask questions. And then also do a seminar series called Jeff Gelman Seminars. And we actually are here in Las Vegas where we start a seminar series tomorrow. If you're watching this, it's in the Red Rock room 345 downstairs in the executive rooms. And I'll send out another email on that. A lot of conference rooms here. So it's um, Red Rock room three, four, and five. And then we've got a training center in Providence, Rhode Island. And in the training center in Providence, Rhode Island, what happens is uh, we do full rehabilitation um, of the dogs. So um, there we do a little bit of everything. So we, not only we train your dog, um, but we also um, do also rehab. So we specialize mostly in, oh geez, dog aggression, human aggression, leech reactivity, lots of separation anxiety, pretty much stopping a lot of bad behaviors. But then we also train a lot of good behaviors. So it's more of a 360 degree experience for the dog. So what we're gonna do is it's time for you to ask your comments and um, it looks like um, I started a new show and we lost everybody, so now everyone has to join back in. So I apologize about that. So, Joel, what should we talk about? Let's talk about this. Let's talk about um, uh, a couple of the, the videos that we've been putting out. Yep, we're back, we're here. So ask your, ask your comments now, now's a good time to ask your comments. Um, what you can do is we put out this one video with Judy. It came from the Fargo, North Dakota seminar. And Judy had that dog. What was it? What kind of dog is that? Old English sheep no, dog. Old English sheep dog. And for the longest time, this dog would jump in the back seat of the car, back, forth, back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. It would never calm down. It barked at everything. And within five minutes, we got the dog to do an automatic down in the back seat of the car. Literally years of... of unhappy 
driving solved in five minutes. And it's funny because when you do that, you get a lot of negative feedback from people where think people thinking, oh, you, you shut the dog down. You're actually not teaching the dog. You're just suppressing a behavior. And you're right. We are suppressing a behavior. We stopped, we stopped the dog being a, a dick in the back of the car. Um, and there's confusion. So we show the confusion. And that's what I think people struggle with is, is the confusion that we show live. I think it's important that people understand whenever you take a dog that's really, really out of control and then you all, all of a sudden like get a finished product, nobody shows the middle. We've ever. actually been putting out a lot of messy middle videos lately. Yeah, we have and I think been. it's been like a good eye opener. People are being what, like the, actually goes on right, with the these dogs. But the feedback's been fantastic. Yeah. And and and, and the, one of the reasons for all my fellow colleagues out there that are making videos for other dog trainers out there that are making videos, do me a favor. You're not making videos for other dog trainers. Stop caring what they think. You're making mm -hmm. videos for the average dog owner who is struggling. Okay? So you want to make sure that they understand what they're doing is most likely probably right. Yep, your dog doesn't rush at the front door anymore, but right now, if you stopped it, it's lying down, but it's shaking a little bit. Okay, well, why is my dog shaking? Well, your dog was probably already a nervous wreck, but it used that energy to rush towards the door. So you stop the behavior, now your dog is doing a, a, a new behavior, but it's shaking, but don't worry, eventually it will calm down. So let's start reading questions. Alrighty, Melissa. Good evening, Jeff and Joelle. Hey, hey Melissa, Melissa. How are you? Thank you for um, mm -hmm. figuring this out for me. Thank you for everything, Melissa. We appreciate you. Actually, we have to have a, um, a meeting when we get back mm -hmm. with our whole, all the social media team. Okay. Yep. She's killing it. She's doing really great. Roxy says hello. Hey, Roxy. How are you? Kay Tice. Yay, I was freaking out. Glad you're back. Yeah, you're freaking out. I was... Jeff's already red in the face. She was like a whole new shade. <laughs> You got sunburnt today. I think that was pretty methodical. No, you were freaking out. Anyone I, who knows you knows you were freaking out. I, you did this, the... <laughs> that's my, can I actually fix this problem without doing a thing? I did say I'm fucked, but, but, but I, fuck you, keep going. Blessing. Hi, J&J. Got an apprenticeship with a balanced dog trainer. Super psyched. Any tips? P.S. Jeff, you never replied to my email, but I know you're busy, so no worries. P.S. I thought it was something wrong with my laptop. Hold on here. I did reply to your email. I replied to many of your emails. So, number one, um, number one, congratulations on your apprentice. Any advice? Yeah, don't fuck up. So, you know, <laughs> work really, really hard and don't expect anything mm -mm. because, like... You know, everybody should be doing that. People have got to understand 10 years from now, your typical college university structure will be changed. So all these people that are spending 20 to 40 to 60 to $80,000 to learn stuff that they don't even need, what they're going to actually start doing is not just doing free internships, but paying companies to work there. Mm -hmm. And I know it sounds crazy. This sounds really, really crazy. But why would you, why, say you want to be an architect. Wouldn't you want to work for free for an architecture firm for a year? You'd learn a lot. And then I'd, eventually you'd pay them to work there because they're doing real stuff in the real world. And the problem with and this, I guess this doesn't have anything, you know, and I'm not talking about like certain things like surgery. I'm talking about your average tradespeople where they learn on the job. Um, or especially dog trainers especially, but also social media people, a lot of office stuff. Um, you're better off just learning on the job. And because whatever you learn in school, when you actually come down to it in the field, it all falls apart. So you need to learn, you know, 
on the job. Hands on. Hands on. So as far as your email is concerned, I think the last email you said was you want to go to the Florida seminar as a working spot. And I said, okay, I'll help you out. Why don't you, because you said you were short on funds. I said, why don't you do an audit spot and I'll let you bring your dog for free, which is a $200, $250 savings. So I thought it was really generous. And you responded that that was even too much. I said, well, we're going to have to meet somewhere halfway in the middle because working spots are, that's how I'm, I actually make a living doing seminars. So I do, I pay about $100,000 a year to a team of people to put out free videos. And I do $100,000 a year in pro bono work. So such as free tickets to seminars, such as um, uh, extended boarding trains for families that need them. But how I actually make a living is actually like getting paid for my information and touring the world doing seminars. So I'm more than happy to help you from an audit spot, but working spots, I can only handle so many dogs. So I'm gonna need a little bit of leeway your way. And it's still six months away. So 20 bucks a week, put it away and we can come up with something, all right? So if that's what the email was. If the, if the email was something else, well then I got that wrong, but whoever wrote me that email, that's my answer. Next. Speaking of paying to work for somebody, I feel like I, like I kind of did that with you. I went to your seminar, I paid for T3. Yep. I'm like, that's my foot in the door. You did, you How can I intern here? Yep. I know many people yeah. that, have, that, that have paid for a job interview that way. Yeah. Right. Worth right. it. Or offer to do free work, which is shunned what upon. Shit ton it's, of it's, stuff. Sh it's so shunned upon. So, for instance, right now we're like Joelle wants even more video people. So, some, especially in the artist community, sometimes it's funny that someone will be a starving artist, but they won't work for free. Yeah. They'll produce their shit and not sell it and be a starving artist, but they actually won't work for somebody in a creative field for free to, in order to get hired. It's just in it's an it's, 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 it's an interesting you build flip. Skill set, yeah. Yep. You do. Anyway, let's go. Anyway, she's going forever. Francis. Hi, J and J. Hi, Francis. Hey, Francis. How are you? Kaylee J. Hey, Jeff and Joelle. Currently playing with some four-week-old Aussie puppies while I watch. Oh my gosh. Four, four week weeks old. old. So you so you must have. <laughs> Why are they four weeks old? Well, she doesn't Kaylee. Own, she doesn't own them. <laughs> no, I know. She's probably at a she's probably at the breeder's house or the yeah. breeder's facility or she or she had a litter of puppies next. Sage, my dog, my dad's dog begs for his food when he is eating. It drives him crazy now, but he has fed her from his plate in the past and let her lick the plate clean. Okay, so your, your father created the mess so he can fix the mess. So what he can do is as of today, literally in one day, he can correct the dog for doing that behavior and then teach the dog place. So stop doing that. No, bonk the dog. The dog goes, oh, I guess that's, I'm not allowed to do that anymore. So that stops the behavior. And then say, I want you to go lie down over there. So stop what you don't want first, and then, which takes a second, and then you teach place her down, which actually takes a little bit more time. Next. Judy, to win Judy. Love the training center videos. Great progress with Jackson Fenton. Can't post on Facebook. Got kicked off for a week. By, by, who? by who? Did Marshall tell you? Marshall, are you kidding? Yeah. Marshall. She's putting you on a one-week hiatus. Yeah, kicked off. Maybe she was like, maybe her own personal page. You can get, you can get put in Facebook jail. Why? For if, posting too much? No, for um, if you do um, if you do like an auction or a raffle, or if you're doing um, certain contests, or if you. Um, I don't see Judy doing any of that stuff. 
Maybe she, she has a side gig. Maybe she has like, like if you alternate. do if, if you do if you do some different multi level marketing companies and you're like putting stuff out, she could have done that. She might have used a posted a photo that was trademarked. Um, she might have been offering Judy. She might have been offering sexual services for a fee. Maybe. So and that's probably what the real Judy, reason is. Judy, Judy, Judy. So, next, Michelle. Good evening, Jeff and Joelle. Hope Vegas goes awesome for you. Yes, it's, so do I. I don't um, think we have time to gamble. So. Sure. Okay. Gary, where is Linda? So Linda is back home in Providence, Rhode Island, and she runs the house and she runs the Airbnb. And you will not see Linda um, on any of my social media ever again after we got death threats. So what happens is um, uh, uh, I can take all the hate in the world. So I have two rules. Don't fuck with my staff. Don't fuck with my family. So what I do is you can tell me I'm the biggest asshole in the world. You can make up all the lies in the world you want. I've never responded to anything at all, ever, ever. I know what's being said, I've got screenshots, everything. I'm a professional. But you come into my home, through online, things change, and I change them. And I don't publicize it, but I'm publicizing it now. So publicly, she's off my social media, but things happen in the background that silence the people that came into my home. So if you still wanna hate me out there, this isn't like a threat, um, if you want to hate me, keep it coming. Oh, just keep it coming. I'll fucking double down. Don't hit me because I'm not gonna. I'm going on a rant. Okay? She always hits my leg when I go on a rant. That means shut up, Jeff. You talk too much about it. Okay? But if you come into my home or if you fuck with my staff, sorry, but you crossed the line. Next. Next. Caitlin. My dog keeps scanning the area while on the prong and leash, overstimulated, even inside the house, just as I let him out of the kennel. How do I stop this behavior? Well, I mean, it all depends on what other behaviors you're getting. I mean, scanning is not the worst thing, right? But if your dog is also reactive, how do, how, do you, how do you do that? You become more valuable to your dog. So a lot of people don't, a lot of dogs have no idea that there's somebody else holding the end of the leash. Just, they just don't know. So what you need to do is you need to become more valuable. So what I do is a great, um, it's because when they come out of the crate, that's when that's the biggest thing is, or mm. all the time? It's all the time, even inside the house. Okay, him, so, so number house. one, so become more valuable to your dog. Dog comes out of the crate, you know, pop him into a sit. Dog tries to rush out of the crate, slam the door, um, do a couple of quick 180s, um, um, you know, work your dog, you know, become more valuable to your dog. So next. 4E Kennels, happy to be here live. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Connecting breeders, owners, and trainers as a team will produce the best puppies. Yes. Uh, MP, hi guys, two-year-old GSD. Which is a lot of variables there. Yes, You're right. a lot of variables. <laughs> a lot of variables there. <laughs> right, right. It's like it's sort of like someone says, oh, I want to introduce my dog to like my friend's dog. How do I do it? I'm like, you've got you, your dog, their dog, and them. Mm -hmm. And I don't know any of you. So yeah, right. a lot of variables there. And if they're not all working in sync and all on the same game plan and all understand dynamics of the dogs, it could be a total shit show. Shit show. Right? Yes. In fact, dog trainers can't even get dogs together. Yep. MP, hi guys, two-year-old GSD Belgian Malinois mix won't stop chasing bees. She was stung in the mouth last weekend and was third time stung. E-collar trained but doesn't Fuck. respond to high-level correction around bees. Okay, so you have to hunt for bees, <laughs> okay? Mm, and believe it or not, the bonker. I know it sounds crazy. So what I would do is um, I've worked with some pretty hardcore males, um, like this one male in particular that was rejected. Um, he was trained for um, the police department of South Africa or- Cuba. 
Cuba? No, not Cuba. He doesn't work with Cuba. I don't know. Man. Okay, for somewhere out of the United States, and um, they had to wash him because he wouldn't stop biting everybody. That includes the officers that actually handled him as well as the officers around him. So he just loved to bite things. So he came back here and he was adopted out to a dog trainer and he was always muzzled up. So that's a whole another story. But anyway, no punishment was working. So I bonked the dog and he hit the ground. And this is, I'm not saying this out of pride, but the owner said, I've never seen my dog ever respond so negatively to any sort of punisher before. So we have dogs that blow through double cowers on a hundred for for um, whether it, it could be something as simple as is, is fence fighting or for um, uh, leech reactivity, but the bonker stops it. And if you wanna know how a bonker is used properly, I actually started, I posted my first official bonker video and there'll be many more to follow. And um, a lot of people have been asking me, why don't you show bonker videos? Why? Because I'll probably eventually be kicked off of YouTube and then think of all the people that can't be helped. But one day, I was actually sitting on the toilet, and I remember this day specifically, not that it was like this fantastic dump or anything. So, so I was sitting on the toilet, and I was listening to um, one of the people I listened to um, that does podcast, and they said, when you're struggling with thinking about putting on a certain piece of content, don't worry about the repercussions, only think about how many people it's going to help. And I was like, this will help tons of people. And it has. And I've only gotten two pieces of hate on it. But shitloads of shares to people that I don't know. So it's getting, I'm sure it's gonna get, eventually it's all gonna come down crashing, you know, on me. So it should be pretty interesting. Anyway, next. But, but I, I vetoed it the second he. You would, you did not, yeah. I actually had to play, play, I had to pull the boss card on you. Yeah. And I, and I usually don't do that. Yeah, especially when it comes to social. Next. <sighs> Melissa, yay meeting, love seeing you all in person. Yes. Derek, we're doing an in-person meeting with Melissa? Sure. Hell yeah, so we can just laugh at you the whole time? Yeah. Derek, bonker doesn't work with my dog and greeting people at the door is still an issue, but the bonker has worked everywhere else. I've had problems, e-caller. Okay, so I mean, you might be doing it wrong or you might not be doing it hard enough or your dog's already aroused. So what I want you to do is you'll stand at the door, all right, and have a friend pull up either in their vehicle or dogs in her footsteps and actually know your footsteps from someone else's footsteps and your car from someone else's car. Because here's an interesting story. So at one point I had a pack of 12 dogs and um, they, they only had access to the back area. This is before Mac lived in our front yard. And the kids would come home from school and they'd come home or they'd come home from this before they went to school. They were still homeschooled. They'd be coming home and they would open up the latch now, them walking up the steps and opening up the latch to the, to the average person sounded like anybody else walking up the steps and opening up the latch. But when it was one of the kids, nobody barked. Ever. But if it was somebody else, same steps, same, same latch, they barked. So they learned to identify things, sounds. All they do all day long is observe. Okay, so what you do is this, stand at the front door. Somebody comes driving up your drive or walking up your walk, your dog peaks interest. The slightest change in anything, breathing, body posture, anything. No, bonk. Got it? Next. David Smith, 
Hey, David, how are you? I said that with a different tone because I do not like this comment. Sorry I didn't make Vegas like I'd hoped, but have fun and have a great seminar. Meet you next time you're close. We're never coming out here again, David. Ever. In fact, We're you're, never going to Arizona either. Uh, David. Because it's close to you. Actually, David, do me a favor. I'll tell you what. If you want, I, I can, I can, you can make amends with Joelle. Um, Phoenix or Tucson, I need a location to do a seminar. Okay? Thanks. Next. Uh, Jay Wynn, uh, steps to teaching out. Dog is over obsessive with the ball during Chuck It. So we'll, I'll, I'm not done. We'll drop it, then pick it up as soon as I move toward it. Thanks, I'm in, in advance. Right. So what you're doing is your out, your out is physical but not mental. So what I need you to do is this. Step one is physical out. Probably use the remote collar. Dog, dog drops it, but he's still fixated on it, which isn't the worst thing in the world because your your dog's probably still in a state of drive. But what you want to do is back your dog up now. So um, a couple things you can do. If you have a chuck it stick, just take the chuck it stick and whack him on the head. And oh, oh my God, Jeff said to hit your dog on the head oh with a chuck it stick. Yes, I did. Okay, and I've also told that to, to um, Angelo as well if one of the dogs ever tries to grab the, the ball as well. So um, from a very young age, I'm, I'm teaching my son how to hit dogs in the head with chuck it sticks. And it's, it, I, call, I think it's called good parenting. Um, but what you can do also do is just use the remote collar and say out again. The dog backs up a little bit more. So you can still keep the dog in drive, but the dog still backs up. So I don't mind when it comes to chuck it, bite work, um, drivey stuff that your dog's in drive, but you also have to work on their impulse control. And what's the consequence for going towards the ball? Like who's gonna get the ball first? There is none, except for you probably saying like words that you know even I don't say. Next. Trent, you're as red as my tomatoes. <laughs> Thank you, I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> I left the pool an hour and a half early, too. Oh, my God. I could have stayed out there all day. I know. I'd still be out there. I offered it to you. I know, but I had work to do. Okay. That's on you. Ash's Spirit. Hello from Canada. From Canada. Kana Corso owner. What a learning experience getting a puppy and navigating training. Yeah. No shit. It's really funny because for all the folks out there, I'm not against puppies at all. Not at all. But I want folks to understand that for all the folks out there that are like, I want to get a puppy for my kids so they experience, you know, dogs growing up. Your average dog is, is, is turned into a shelter pre one years old. So how that fucking work, right? So, you know, puppies are cute. They're really great, but there's a skill set to them. Everybody likes puppies, and I think you guys raise puppies, right? So everybody likes them until, what, 12 weeks old, and then they hate them, right? So, so, <laughs> and so then they're like, what happened? It's like, well, you actually have a dog, you know, with, 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 with a lot of things. And unfortunately, there's so much misinformation on the internet that it's becoming harder and harder probably to raise the puppy properly because a lot of the stuff that you're supposed to be doing, you're told not to do. And it actually is the opposite. You actually should be doing it. You actually can correct a puppy. This whole thing about like, you know, um, you know, for biting. For instance, I can't say how many times I've worked with a 10-week-old puppy that doesn't bite me anymore. And people are like, why isn't it biting you? And I'm like, why would it bite me? Because it tried it once and now it's not anymore. The problem is you can stop these things from a very young age. Now, am I going to have a 10-week-old puppy do a two-hour downstay? If it's sleeping, maybe. But other than that, no. I'm just trying to teach it like, you know, basics. But, but jumping, you can stop. And biting, you can stop pretty darn quick. And it's got nothing to do with teething. Like, you can still be teething. Just don't teeth on my body parts. Next. Jay Wynn, also practice with no distractions inside or outside while playing. For the, is that the ball thing? I don't remember. Or is that the doorway thing? I don't know. Yes. Next. 
Alpine fan. Place training, 10 days, thought she got it quickly. She'd place and stay till release. Now started acting like she has no idea she's supposed to stay. She gets on place, gets off, doing pressure on, pressure off, level five. 10 days, okay, forget about the level. This is what I want you, if you've been doing it for 10 days, it's time for to um, apply a punisher for, for not being able to do it. So 10 days is a good amount of time. So what you can start doing is, dog comes off place, no, correct, but don't just be pushing buttons on the remote, bring your dog back there. So now you're gonna have a consequence. So not level five. So you already told me level five, which is your, probably your working level, go to 15, go to 20, go to 25. It should be a level where the dog goes, oops, that sucks, sorry about that, and then tell the dog what to do. Next. LG, sometimes my dog is okay with gunshots, firework noises, went out on a walk. Other times she gets whale-eyed and freaked out. She still listens, but how can I prove her? I can't trust her off-leash at the moment. Well, depends on where you live and if you're allowed to shoot off guns in your neighborhood or not. But if not, what you can do is what a lot of hunt dog trainers do is they play soundtracks of gunshots. It's not quite the same, but you can also get just starter pistols too. But it all depends where you, you know, I would practice it in a place where you can actually shoot guns, go to a range um, if you have one by you, but also um, you can download every sound effect from YouTube. Next. Ash's Spirit, we've had a lot of ups and downs. Your videos have been great guidance, thank you. Awesome, welcome to the world. So in my life, I've got a lot of ups and downs, right? So I think everybody does. So dog training, you have ups and downs too. My dogs regress. When do we leave? Thursday. Thursday. See this bar right here? There was a wrapper inside of Kira's kennel. So that means she went into my trash and took a wrapper out and it ended up in her kennel. (laughs) Okay. So it's like, and what did I do? I didn't fucking call a dog trainer and I didn't complain about it. I was like human error take the wrapper out. And then I'm like, I guess when I leave my office, I have to close the door or set her up when she leaves her kettle and goes in my trash, that that's a really bad choice to do. Next. David Smith, sunburn is welcome in the Southwest. Is welcome to the Southwest, so that's your welcome, I guess. Yeah, I guess, next. Hmm. Blessing, I can do an audit spot, I must have not gotten that email. Yeah, that'd be great blessing. And save up, and I'm not trying to be rude or impolite to you at all, I want you there, but I can only, but it's a two-way street, all right? Next. Caitlin, if my dog whines and barks inside the kennel while I'm preparing his food, do I hold off the food or do I correct then feed him? Try both. But to me, I don't got time to be holding off food. I'd rather just correct. So what you're doing is this. You're demanding that I cook cook um, faster for you. And all I know about this, if I did that at home, my wife's Italian, shit would get thrown at me. So like, so what do you do? Throw shit at your dog. Next. Uh, 0202L, super interesting. Thank you. Next. <laughs> interesting choice of words. She's like, I don't know what to describe this that's, guy as. I'm just going to say he's interesting. Thank you so much. LG. Thanks for joining the show. Edit. She still heals. If off leash, then I wouldn't trust her not to bolt. It's intermittent fear, which is true underlying fear. Just wondering what I can do during the walk to make her more sound. So exposure. So which the, the, become a leader. Instead of, so just lead your dog. So lead your dog. What I do is this. I look for cracks to, to manipulate and I look for weaknesses in dogs to role play. So what I do is I try not to avoid things that are difficult for my dog. Um, what I do is I find out what's difficult. And a good example is this. At my seminar, we'll have two rows of dogs. 
both facing each other. So you imagine you've got 10 dogs on each side and someone's walking down the middle with their dog. All of a sudden, that one of the dogs from the, um, the line lunges at the other dog. I stop, stop, come back, show them how to fix it. But you can't really do that in public. You can't say, hey, excuse me, can you like have your dog lunge at my dog again? Or can my dog lunge at your dog again? So you wanna role play it. So if your dog struggles on the walk, what you wanna do is figure out where it's happening. And then, ah, that's a precursor to that. And then correct that. Remember, you can correct a dog in fear. It's not gonna make more fear. It, it won't, okay? It just, it just won't, you're already afraid. You're not gonna make your dog more afraid. What you're gonna do is this. A great example is this, dog's afraid, it's off leash, it runs underneath a chair. Guess what we do? We make it suck to run underneath chairs. So if you're afraid, you flee, we make it suck to flee, because you got hit by a car. And you ran away, you just, you just ran away. So instead, the safest place for you is in my bubble. So if you're afraid, be afraid, but be afraid next to me, because I'll lead you through your fear. Next. Just a girl and her dog. Hey, J&J, why does my dog whine so much in the car? Um, it mimics the owner. I don't know. I mean, so, uh, you know, it's what all I, you know, okay. Just, what is it? Just a girl and her dog? Yeah. Do you really want to know why? Or do you want to know how to stop it? Right? It does. I can sound smart right now, but I won't sound smart because I have to really think hard to do that. So instead, I'll just say this. Remote collar on your dog, dog whines, there's a button that says stop whining, you push that button. Next. In the shadows, I have a seven-month-old mini American. I can walk her decently and I can mountain bike around with her on leash. Awesome. When I try to jog, she will turn into me and jump every time. Any suggestions? Yes. Hard correction and a downward pop. So, um, or if what we do, what we would do is if you had some help, we would take a stockyard whip and I would follow you. And every time your dog jumped on you, I would whack the dog in the ass with that. And believe it or not, dogs stop doing it pretty damn quick. So jumping starts sucking. Next. Good dog coaching and pet care. I worked for free for over a year under two different trainers, sucking up all the knowledge I possibly could. Best yep. decision I ever yep. made. Yep, exactly. It, it, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible what you can learn for working for free. But people don't want to anymore. And I'd like to see if we can change that a little bit. So what do you do? So there's 168 hours in the week. 168. So say you work for free for 40, you can still get another job for 40. And you still got, like you're spending $40 playing, playing video games right now. You're spending 40 hours scrolling through Facebook and Instagram and you're, you know, you're swiping on Tinder right now. And you're not getting paid at all. Well, some people on Tinder are getting paid. But, but the point is, 40, all you need is 40 hours, but how about 20 hours? Work for 20 hours for free. There's 168 hours in the week. What are you doing with all that time? So get a, get a job, drive, get, you find the free job, and then you get another job around that job to actually pay your bills. So in our company, we, if you work for us for free for three months, you can live upstairs. Is it nice? It's not not nice, but it's better than living in your car, right? It's better than maybe living with your folks who you can't stand. But how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? End of story. Next. Truth. 
Lisa, where can we walk our dog in Las Vegas near the Flamingo? Um, anywhere, mm -hmm. any public street, mm -hmm. any public street. So I would go, um, I'd be careful up and down the escalators because your dog might not be proofed on those, but you can go, um, like, I don't know if there's, if you're looking for green space, green space by the Flamingo guys. I don't think there is any. Yeah, they've gotten rid of it all. They put a building there. So, um, so I, you know, I don't, I don't know. But, but, but you don't need green space, just, just anywhere. It's, it's a wonderful place to, to walk your dog. Next. Daniel, just wanted to say thank you. Um, I have five miniature American Shepherds. Use deployment of large bonkers pre-walk. Carry smaller bonkers on walks. If I walk out the door without it, they hesitate until I get it. Wow, look at that. Wow. Nice. Yeah, the pre-walk bonker. A bonker arsenal. Yeah, the, the pre-walk. What's it called? What color are the bonkers? <laughs> he pulls them. Are they color organized? Right. So he's got like little, little, little like what do you call it? Where you like holsters? Yes. He's just like. Yep. He went to he went to probably or he went to IKEA and got some special shelving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pre-walk bonk is is magical. Next. Uh, Dino, would you recommend training dog to go to place when it hears a knock at the door if you're having problems with door manners? Yes. First, fix the door bullshit, and then yes, teach the dog to go to place. So that's the cue. Knock on the door, doorbell ring, dog goes to place. Next. Bob, Jeff, you teach place using low stim, continuous, and release when the dog does it. Correct. With why, leash guidance. Why do this instead of just a one-time punish when not to do it? Because we're teaching. Because that's not how we teach. So would you? So we t we we don't we I wouldn't do that until we did 300 repetitions. So we actually we actually use start with clicker and food, mm -hmm. and then we layer remote over that. We're teaching. Hundreds and hundreds of times before we do no. Because it's a wanted behavior. So we teach wanted behaviors a certain way. We correct unwanted behaviors one and done. There's a huge difference. There's a huge difference. So um, most people see my, me correct dogs, but they don't see actually how we train dogs. And now we're putting out more content on our Facebook page and our Instagram page, how we actually train the dog. And because um, we want people to see actually what the process is. Next. Blessing, the head trainer said I can bring my dog to work with me and socialize him there. Is this a good idea? Have you ever done it? Yes, that's a good idea, but listen to your head trainer. Okay, it also depends on the competency of the head trainer. Don't use any names on my show. So um, it could be a great opportunity for you. But even if your dog was crated up next to a bunch of dogs and was in a, had to lie down and be quiet, mm -hmm. there's value to that. Huge value to that. Just your dog being there, there's huge value. Next. Judy, community standards violation, Zuckerberg jail, my bad. Okay. Judy. So I told you, Judy, Judy, that low cut, the low cut top of yours got you kicked off. And this, Ooh, I but, can't even imagine. But this is the thing, though. It could be anything. Yeah. They could have flagged her for anything. Anything. She might have reposted something. Mm. She might have, might have reposted a political thing. You know, this is the thing, and, and there's nothing, nothing you can do about it because it's a free platform. Like any, anybody that complains about Instagram or Facebook, it's like fuck you. It's a free platform. <laughs> like when I when I first started my businesses, and I'm not that old. Like bulk rate postage. Like you have to literally separate like every like zip code to a certain state you know, like the, there was a certain stamp you had to use um it had to be printed on the the actual flyer or the postcard and then you had to like put it in a special put it in a tote and deliver it and if you got like a two or three percent open rate and it's like it, 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 it's incredible now everything is free how would you know if it got opened 
Well, you you would say you did a flyer and people brought the flyer in or how many phone calls you got. Uh-huh. You'd gauge it. Wow. So you actually wouldn't know open rate. Now we know open rate because right. you can literally go on your computer and say, on, Email. Who, who opened it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, next. Hmm. Alpine fan, 180 move on walk is magic. Thank you for teaching joyful walks for free. Y'all are the best in changing the world. You're welcome. I'm glad you're having good walks now. LG, also so excited to finally catch you live. I live in a suburb of New Orleans, and this is usually my dog walking time. It's hot. Yes, it's very hot. I get up at 4 a.m., so walk. I get home at 5, and walk start again at 8. I know, yeah. So down in New Orleans right now, it's really well. How about in the wintertime, though? Show, we, we have our, sh- our shows on in the winter, though. So, but I'm glad you caught me. Maybe you're a brand-new fan. They could be new. Yeah. yeah. New Orleans, I haven't been for a little bit. Last time I was in New Orleans, I chased a guy. I was going to share the story. I chased a guy on the street. I was in my underpants, and I had a, with a, I, and I had a gun because he tried to break in my RV. So, <laughs> so I'm running down the sidewalk in New Orleans with my underpants on, and a gun, yelling and screaming at a guy. And you know what the funniest part of it was? Nobody moved off the sidewalk. That's my New Orleans story, but next. JP, question for Joelle. What made you want to get into dog training? Like, what's your story? Pain in the ass German Shepherd who put a lot of dogs in the hospital. Um, so I was really good at teaching him, the, like, the fundamentals and he had a really solid like obedience foundation um but i didn't know how to stop him from getting into dog fights <laughs> he attacked every one of my dogs yeah he went after all of jeff's dogs so well, one time i went to one of his seminars paid to go to t3 yep and that was my foot in the door for the intern you went to one of my seminars sat in the front row and didn't say one word I didn't to me say jack shit to you no i can't shut you up no nope. i know the rest is history next uh, Winston, hey, dog is whining on place command while in a down, doesn't break command, just keeps whining. Yep. I correct with e-collar, doesn't work. I tried double down with leash pressure and e-collar. He rolls over. Okay, does he Touch stop? Touch your dog roll over. So, so does he stop whining when he rolls over? So there you go. You stopped it, right? So you can also hit the anti-whining button on the remote. So when I say anti-whining. She said that already. She said she's trying to correct with e-collar. Oh, you're going too high maybe. Try lower. Try lower. There's a nuance to it. There's a nuance to it. You might be high and it might be low. If you actually did a Skype with me and actually saw your dog and you actually held up the remote, I can actually show you actually, like, like we can actually train live on how to fix a problem. So, next. Jordy, what are some things I should always keep in mind when using e-collar? For example, when correcting. Thanks, guys. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> Best rule of thumb. Um, You'll never come back from it. So, so don't, how, how do I, what, what are some things you to think about when you're using a re you can already correct the behavior. Timing is important. Mm, very. Right? Timing is important. Markers are important. Right? So, you know, sometimes you want to say no and then correct. Sometimes you don't. Depends what you're trying to correct for. Um, chances are you're not going to mess it up. And I'll tell you the reason why. Because you're afraid of messing it up. Next. Uh, Skillahun? Skillahun? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Love you guys. Wondering, can you overly correct a dog? Too many corrections in a day. Bonker, e-collar, PTSD. Should you give a dog a free day? Nothing challenging to let the dog decompress? Yeah, anything more than 12 corrections a day fucks up your dog for life. So, can you correct? Depends on what you're doing with your dog. I mean, if you're doing lots of stuff with your dog, it's making lots of mistakes. Guys, you correct dogs based on the dog's behavior. So if you're doing a lot of training, you might be correcting a lot. Or if you're underwhelming your dog, you might be correcting a lot, which technically aren't corrections because they didn't stop the behavior. So 
all depends on what you're doing. But mm-hmm. as far as like PTSD and all this other stuff and, you know, this all this imagined harm, I mean, every once in a while, thanks, every once in a while you've got, um, uh, do I sound parched? Do I feel, okay. So I'm just trying to just be nice. <laughs> she needs some water too. The wife needs water. Um, so. <laughs> oh, is that for me? Yeah. Wow, thank you. Yeah. That's so nice. I know, look at him. The hostess with the mostest. Yeah. Um, so, um, most people underwhelm their dogs. Most people underwhelm their dogs. They don't over. They don't overcorrect their dogs. Next. Seventy-three blue note. Hi J and J. Fearful, deactive, de- reactive dog right. exhibits some fear after bonking on a walk for scanning. Yep. Breaking heel. I'm going to slow down a bit. Should I worry about this much? So usually after the first time you bonk, dogs show a fear response. Absolutely. In fact, sometimes then when you raise your hand, they they flinch a little bit. Absolutely. That usually always happens. Um, but that's not, that's just like, that's in the moment. Like, let's look at long game. I'm a big long game guy. So the, the, the thing is, did the dog stop the behavior? Did the dog stop the behavior? That's all that matters. If the dog stopped the behavior, then now you can start creating, shaping, training what you really want. But until you stop drinking, you can't start the rehab process. Okay? So it's the same thing. You need to stop the behavior. Next. David, just started following y'all about a month ago. Your content is life-changing for pet dog owners. Thank you for what you do. Thank you. And that's, I'm glad you pointed that out. Yes, I'm, I am a pet dog trainer. So I own a couple of working dogs, but I don't do working dog trainers. Here's another suggestion for all of my pet dog training colleagues out there. Stop using your Malinois for demo dogs. Okay. Notice how my Malinois is not like showing off what I, my skill set, okay? Because what you're saying to the general public is that their dog is gonna do what your dog does. My Malinois can take a correction on 100 and literally blink and that's it, and not care. Tex doesn't care about shit like that. My German Shepherd will, she has run into a tree it full blast, screamed, limped, still got in the ball, limped all the way back, and was like, are you going to throw it again? And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You just ran into a tree. And she's like, I don't care. I want that ball to be thrown again. Like, your dog's not that dog, okay? Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is, so be careful about that because your client's dog, unless you're working with working dogs, then show your Malinois. Absolutely. But if you're, if you're working with your average pet dog, what you're saying is that shut down, nervous, fearful, neurotic dog who when you drop your cell phone on a table flinches and hides is going to do what your Malinois does. I think it's unethical. Mm-hmm. So stop. It's just a little bit of a business advice. Okay, next. JP, Jeff, the video posted where you told someone to stop doubting themselves made me tear up a bit. It was a oh. good clip. Thank you so much. So this is it. So a lot of people know me as loud and rude and obnoxious because I am. Um, but <laughs> but that video clip you're talking about was in Fargo, Fargo, North Dakota. That's Jeff Gelman. I'm not saying that from an ego statement, pat on my back. But that's like if people really want to know who I am and what I do. Yes, I use the F word a lot in that. But as far as the care and compassion that I gave to another human being, like that's what you get from me. That's what you get from me. And we have a lot of those out there. And now that we have... Um, uh, D-Rock right here. We have... 
Joel is concentrating a lot on, on scouring all those through our old archives, finding more of those talking points. Mm -hmm. Next. Uh, David Smith loved the bicycle bonk video. Oh, that was good. That David, was David, thank you. And you know what? I haven't done a rant on that yet. Let's do a rant tonight. But the rant goes like this. Oh, you're going to do it now? No, I'm not going to do it now. Anyone saying any negative thing about that, you have no empathy at all for people that are struggling. That dog was shown in its no pre, like, did you see the dog's pre-behavior at the end of the leash every time it saw a bike? That's what that dog does. Like, literally, could you imagine, when you get a dog, you don't, you don't, you're not supposed to despise, is that the right word, despise your walks? Yeah. Despise? Dread. Dread, dread that's a better word. You're not supposed to, well, I don't know if it's a better word, but I'm, I'm more comfortable saying dread, okay? <laughs> You're not supposed to dread your walks. You're literally not supposed to say, oh, my God, I hate taking my walks. So many of my clients hate taking walks with their dogs. It's not supposed to be like that. They didn't get a dog thinking that's what it was going to be. So now she can walk the dog. She did it. It's incredible. And she's still doing it to this day. Next. LG, Joelle, I know... Wait, how do you do an about right, 90 degree right turn without tweaking a knee? The about right is my go-to for healing. Dog walks on the right side, but my knee keeps getting tweaked and it hurts. Um, I don't know. When I do about right turns with Wes, I just pivot. Pivot on your heels. Pivot. I wear flat tennis shoes. They don't really have a lot of grip. So you should use your heels more. Yeah. Use your heels more. Like the Friends more. episode. Pivot. Yep. You got to pivot. Got to pivot. Uh, Brittany, what's the best way to introduce dogs? I keep my dog away from strangers' dogs, but when introducing my dog to a friend's dog, my dog gets protective and aggressive. How do I stop this? Well, okay. <sighs> so it, introducing your dog to another dog is off the table right now, okay? Getting your dog, <laughs> not, dog. Getting your dog not to kill another dog is the priority, okay? <laughs> getting your dog to be neutral around other dogs. This is the thing. This is the issue. I don't know you. I don't know your skill set. I don't know your dog. I don't know your dog. What your behavior and that's just two of you then how about the other dog that you're going to meet and everybody's in denial oh my dog is great my dog is wonderful okay but your dog likes to sniff genitals too long your dog likes to um do dominant posturing on other dogs your dog is too excited and likes to run up to dogs faces so all those things can piss off a dog okay so you don't i don't know i don't know that dog and then i don't know that handler I can't tell you how many times people have said to me, my dog is friendly as their dog was running up to me. This is before I would kick every dog that would run up to me and my dog's got attacked. So that's why I tell people when an off-leash dog comes charging, you neutralize it because I don't believe you. Next. Mm, MP, thanks for the tip. Maybe I'll dress her as a bee for Halloween. Do we ever answer that question? The dog that chases bees? Yeah. Yeah, bonk. Yeah, bonk. So it's that's sort of like a... Who, who chases flies? Oh, your, oh, your dog chases flies. Yeah, and you know what? After that one episode where he decided to do it, how did I stop it? How did you stop it? I bonked him. You bonked him, and now yep. he doesn't chase flies anymore. Nope. I know, that's why we have... But that's one thing. Like, I've always let him get away with it because he's good at killing them. But then I'm like, huh, you can't do that anymore. Now I have to correct it. And I bonked him, and he has well, I think if he's... During, during the podcast... And he's supposed to be lying down. Yeah. And there's a fly in the room. 
it becomes a priority for you because it irritates you. Yes. Right. He shouldn't be chasing but, flies. Well, but if it was outside in the play yard. That's who, different. But different. then I'll be like, go get it. I'll, like, I'll give him right. a command. Go get the fly. Yeah. Like I'll let him chase birds and squirrel. I'm like, go get it. Right. That's his command. Right. He's a fly catcher. He's good at it. He's better than sticky paper. Way better. He right. eats them too. Good. Well, that's nutritious. <laughs> Carrie. I just bought a new van, and every time I came home, my dog barked. He did this for about three days before he made the connection and no longer barks when I return home. Yep. He's not able to see my van pull in. So look at that. Look at that. Yep, dogs know sounds. <clears throat> they, they recognize sounds. So Mac, who lives on our front, he's my front yard dog, he would bark at the UPS driver every day until we told him to stop. And he wouldn't bark at other trucks going by. So other diesel delivery trucks, just the UPS. And he doesn't, it's not like he hates brown. I mean, his poop's brown. He likes his poop. Next. Um, okay. Derek, you guys rock. Thanks. Oh, thanks, Derek. Good dog, coaching and pet care. I've listened to all of your podcasts while driving from client to client, implementing your techniques. I've been able to help more clients than ever. This stuff works. Wow. So that's really great. And that's good. And, and on that note, you know, um, car, you know, car University is really good. So all these folks that are in that, I'm not against music at all, all right? I mean, I grew up in the 80s, so I listen to you know, all the 80s music, you know. Um, but you can learn so much driving in the car. So I live a mile from work. So some days that takes about five minutes. In those five minutes, if I put on a podcast that I probably already have queued up or uh, um, something, some, some random video that I'm watching, um, I will always get with at least one good idea. And listening to music, I usually don't. But I'm not against listening to music. What I'm saying is the value of, of putting information into your brain, at least for me, this, I, I respond really well to audio. Um, I usually fall asleep if I'm reading something. I usually fall asleep when I'm sitting down. Um, so if I ever send you a text or an email with like a ton of Zs in them um, or Ss or something like that or it doesn't sound right, it's probably because I fell asleep with my finger on the thumb, my thumb on the keypad. Uh, yeah. I'll walk into his office and he's like this. Or like this. And I'm like, you'll have rows of letters just like across your screen. Do you want to hear the latest thing? It's really bad. What? It's really bad. <laughs> what did you do? Did you delete all your notes? I have done that before. I know. I've had to recreate. You're like, where did everything go? <laughs> I've had to recreate like whole files. When I, I homeschool Angelo and I homeschool him at work and um, I read to him. We always, he reads and then I read and I do math and we do stuff like that. Um, but I'm reading him books and I swear to God, Angelo, I don't know where he picked this up from, but he, um, he's hitting me constantly. Papa, you're sleeping. Did you, do you mean he picked it up from me? Is that why you went like that? Yes. Well, you don't call me Papa. How else do I wake That's you up? That's disgusting. I'm like. I know. I know. Wake up. So he does. So I'm falling asleep reading books to my child, which is not a proud moment in fatherhood at all. So It's as soon as we sit down. It's terrible. It's bad. I know. That's why I try to be moving around a lot. Yep. Yes. Next. Even when we have staff meetings, I have to stand up. Yes. LG. She expects a 180 and it's on point. She's actively and sneakily trying to creep a step or two out of heel. She's calculated and expects a 180 and keeps her heel. So. <laughs> So I can see it though. Like there's so many dogs. I can. I know exactly okay. what you're talking about. So what I want about. you to do instead is I want you to do instead is if you heel or you heel on the right, <laughs> take your right foot and, and 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 take your right heel, your right heel, 
and nail her right in the chest with it. Or start turning into her. Throw her off. Got it. Use spatial pressure. Got it. Yes. And when we talk about spatial pressure, instead of making a 180, make a 40, a 90 degree angle and walk six, seven feet. Literally drive your dog like away from you. Yep. And you're using your knees sometimes. Like literally, you're like you're literally pushing your dog away from you. Be careful. Every once in a while, a dog will will, will um, use its mouth on you, but Historically, what happens is you throw the dog way off, you confuse them, and the next thing you know, the dog walks behind you. They're like, I'm never walking in front of that leg again. In fact, I don't even want to walk next to that leg again. I want to stay behind that leg because I've never, I never know when that leg is going to ram into me. Yep. Next. David Smith. Uh oh. Joelle is mad at me. No. We'll work on rectifying. LOL. Joelle is not mad at you. Yes, I am. He's not here. You're not. I'm just kidding. Okay. The only one she ever I get, could never be mad at you. The only one she ever gets mad at is me. But. I just get mad at you. Courtney, can you place a prong in the middle of the neck or for a sensitive dog? Ideally, okay, this is the thing. The one thing that pisses me off is people are like, the prong collar is great if it's used right. Let me just make full clarification. Even if you use it wrong, it's still great. Like, I mean, the only way you'd use it, like, if you, if you put it on the dog's foot, it's like you're way off. But if it's on the dog's <laughs> neck here... I mean, I can't see how many people, like, they've seen a photo of a dog with a prong collar here, mm-hmm. and they're like, it's supposed to be 1.75 inches higher. It's like, okay, type A asshole. Like, it's fine. The dog is doing okay. Yeah. Like, it can, it slides down. It still will work. Ideally, yes, it should be in the right position, but it's you're going to be okay. If it's hanging down, like, here, like jewelry, it's, it's, it's. It, it, that's not how it's supposed to be used, but it's not going to, like, harm the dog. Next. And then sometimes you just get those dogs with, like, loose, Half sizes. loose skin. Right. And, like, yeah, they slide down. Yes. What are you going to do? Right. Uh, LG, also, Jeff, put silver sulfurdine, spelling wrong, for the sunburn. It's a burn cream, but it will soften and heal your skin. In addition, I never catch live shows, so please forgive my million questions. That's okay. Oh, do something about that sunburn. I don't have sunburn. I'll be fine. Look at you. Look at you on this screen. Does it hurt? No, it's just a little bit red. Mm. Courtney, don't worry. I have face stuff. How to prepare a dog for canine good citizens test. I have no idea. I would imagine you'd go to a CGC training class, right? That's my answer for you. I don't know. I don't do CGC stuff. Um, I'm not against CGC. I mean, I guess everybody should like probably do it right but i think cgc is a false sense that your dog actually knows something i can't tell you how many dogs with cgc have like will still bite so it's like okay but though on the flip side at least that means you're doing training with your dog Mm -hmm. so the cool part about when i was in australia is that everybody gets a dog and they all join a training club like every dog has a belongs to a training club which is really cool they still struggle but that's the really cool part. So doing CGC, though, is good, but it's number one, it's sterile. Number two, it gives you the, your dog, a false sense that your dog actually is trained. Or that's where people sometimes stop. Or they'll be like, I don't understand why my dog is biting kids because it has its CGC. But guess what? CGC doesn't involve children. So... You know what I mean? And CGC might involve other dogs walking by, but again, that's a big mind fuck because it's it's planned. It's been practiced. It's practiced. It's choreographed. It's a choreographed routine. It doesn't prepare for the what ifs. Next. 
Bob, the pet sales industry needs to step up and give info prior to the sale. Like, cute puppy will grow into strong adult, costs money for food, vet bills, needs exercise, to get off the couch, etc. Too many newbies are clueless. Yeah, but you know what? Cluelessness leads to shelter occupancy. No, it doesn't. No. Well, yes and no. Okay, here's the thing. I think there's going to be good and bad everywhere, right? I really think it is. And I think that it's up to... A breeder can put out as much information as possible, but I believe there is an obligation to the actually end consumer to do also do the research. I, I really do. And the only reason why you wouldn't do research is pure laziness, because this right here is more powerful than, the, than what Ronald Reagan had access to, to run the fucking country. Okay? Literally right here. So that's why I'm teaching Angelo how to read, write, and do simple math. And then everything else, Angelo, what do you want to learn about today? He goes, I want to watch space, about space on my tablet. There you go. I'll find him a space video, let him sit down and watch his tablet as long as he wants to. So I just bought him an advanced science book. We just did a filming on it, and we were learning about um, electromagnets. And I was like, and I'm like, why are you teaching your kid all this stuff? I'm not teaching him anything. I'm waiting for him to take an interest in something. And he'd be like, ask questions about it. And I'd be like, oh, great. Let's learn about that. Okay. So that's what I'm doing. So I don't know why we went towards there. Where did the, was the question? I don't even know. Okay. Next. Cluelessness? Oh, I don't know. breeder. She's like, fuck you, Jeff. I'm a breeder. And finish with the breeder question. So I think the number one reason why dogs end up in shelters is because uh, they're told not to um, correct their dog for bad behavior. That's why dogs end up in shelters. That, that is why dogs end up in shelters. That's why dogs go through five homes. One of the best dogs that I ever rehabbed and also the youngest child that I've ever trained on a remote I, I trained an eight-year-old dog, eight-year-old child on a remote collar. I got a lot of shit for this when I made it public. You trained them how to use it. How you're to use it. making that sound like you trained the child on the remote. You trained the eight-year-old how to use a remote collar. Well, he had one on, too. Please clarify that. No, because I don't want him to make him Because you know somebody's going to take that and it's going to go all over the internet. No. So there was a, there was a high-drive lab. They were the fifth home. High drive lab. Now, the family that owned them, the most exercise they ever got was going from the couch to the refrigerator and back. And they owned a high drive lab. So this is back when I used to go to people's homes. So I go to their home, and they struggle with this dog with everything, even crating the dog up. And their eight-year-old son goes, can I try? I'm like, sure. And as soon as he grabbed the leash, I was like, holy shit, you actually have been paying attention to me. And the dog kenneled up perfectly for him. Not for his folks, but for him. And then, like, we talked about, like, listen, someone has to do the work here. If you want to do it, it's cheap, and you can do it, but you have to do it. Someone has to do the, the work. They didn't want to take him back to the shelter. Um, if they would have, I would have actually taken this dog. Um, it was an incredible dog. So they did a boarding train. So... Someone's got, so boarding train, we do all the hard work, but it costs you more money. But you still have, but it's still your dog. You still have to work the dog. Mm-hmm. Dog came back, fully remote collar trained. So I'm showing them how to work the remote. And when the dog is on 
by the time the dog is done with the boarding train, it's on correction mode. You don't have to train it anymore. You just have to um, give it commands. If it doesn't do it, you say no, but you still have to like go through the paces. So they were struggling with a remote collar. And, um, and the little boy says, can I try? And I'm like, sure. Get, we're, we're doing recalls. You know, name of dog here. And if the dog doesn't listen, push this button. So the little kid goes um, here and he pushed the button and the dog didn't move. And then I saw his hand go on the dial and dial it up. And I'm like, and the dog came flying back. And I'm like, what did you just do? And he goes, I dialed up. I'm like, what you learn how to dial up? He goes, I've been paying attention to you. I'm like, holy shit. So I was like, I started talking to him more. This kid picked up the remote collar better than most adults do. So I taught the dog how to walk on a treadmill, talked to him about being off leash. They had acreages of property. I asked the parents, like, what's their, like, level of, you know, safety? Because I've got children I'm really concerned about, you know, kids in the woods, okay? So it's like, you know, where are you comfortable with? Like, so it's like, yes, it's okay if our child is in the, like, in this area there. So we literally set up a little training routine with this child and this dog, taught the dog how to swim. They had a pool, but they never swam their dog, and they didn't go swimming. So, like, this child, an eight-year-old child, basically kept this dog out of a shelter. And he learned, and this dog was so incredible. But see, that's the dog that's in the shelter. It was returned in the shelter. Am I ranting? What the fuck? Um, it was returned to the shelter five times because it needed more, it was too high-drivey. It's not too high-drivey. You just need to know what to do with the dog. And this is what I mean when I'm like, do you realize how hard it is to edit your videos? Because literally you'll go on a 20-minute rant and I need this much and this much. And I have to go through that whole freaking rant. Okay, job security. Next. Yeah. Um, Andy Rose. Yay, caught alive. I haven't been able to, haven't been able to all week. Enjoy Vegas. You guys are great. And thank you for all your daily content. You're welcome. We went to O last night. That was a good show. My gosh. Incredible. But hold on here, though. Everyone's so bendy. But hold on. How many? Well, two people have died during. I know. I googled it because I'm like, this is some crazy <laughs> shit going on here. The two people, like, has anyone ever died? Not in the audience, but two people. Two people, are people like, have. So, but so the section that we were in, which is row 200, I'll, I'll publish the section we were in. Don't buy these seats. If you don't buy these seats, now I went with Joelle, so I don't care about like being close to her at all. But like, if I was with, if I was, if we were, if I went with like. A, as a couple, like a date, the seats are angled and in front of each other and they're fixed. It's weird. And you have to like turn your body to watch. Right. So, the, and they ironically are the most expensive seats. Not that I buy the most expensive seats. It was a seats. good view though. You're like overlooking Right. But that's what, that was what was available. Like, because I bought them online last minute because we only had one night and she wanted to go see O and she busts her ass for me. So I'm like, fuck, let's go to O. I don't care. We'll go to, I'll take you to O. Um, so, but I'll find out what this row is. The view is good. But I'm looking around and never being in that theater before. I'm like, I remember those seats being for sale. And I'm like, that, I know, that would have been the splash zone. We wouldn't have gotten wet down there. No, we wouldn't have. That would have been actually really no. good seats. Yes, I know. No, that would be too low. No, because I've sat. Like, no, I want to be up high so we can see everything going on I've at sat once. front stage at Cirque, though. And, like, I mean, UCF. Is that the one where someone threw up? Yeah. You got on film? The Next. aerial she threw up. She threw up. Um... Just a girl and her dog. I live with my parents. They think me setting down boundaries with my dog is too much, and I need to let her be a dog. Okay. Tip. Hold on. Tips on how to make them understand what I'm doing is good for my dog. You move out of the house. 
tell your parents. Tell your parents to go fuck the themselves. Shit. No. So I don't know how old you are at all. Okay. I don't know how old you are at all. But it's so. It's funny because you sound like a good kid. Didn't you have boundaries? Right? So, mom, so I have no curfew? So, mom, I can just drink all the alcohol in the house? So, mom, I can, like, just do what I want? Go through your drawers? Like, I can just, like, bring anybody home I want to? I can walk around the house, you know, whatever? And, you know, like, mom, you gave me boundaries. And I turned out okay. Okay? I'm speaking for you. Me? <laughs> I was a really bad kid, okay? My mother never answered the phone after 11 p.m. at night. Did you know that? Because she was afraid you were in jail or something? Yeah, or dead, yeah. She never answered the phone after 11 p.m. at night if I was out of the house. Never. That's interesting, because what if you needed her? Um, I guess I was fucked. You're fucked? My, mother, my father was home. Oh. Yeah, yep, she never answered the phone. Got it. Yep, she was so afraid. She was so deathly afraid that something happened mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, next. So, oh, so what she, could she do is is everybody responds to information differently. So you can, you can try to be logical with them, but if they're being emotional, you can't, logic cannot be used in an emotional conversation. It doesn't work that way. So what do you do? You cry, because then you can be emotional too. I don't know, what, I don't know. I, I don't know your folks, I don't know how old you are, but if you're old enough to move out of the house, move out of the house, next. Uh, Felish. Love your videos. I can never make the live. I have a chihuahua cross who cannot settle while outside no matter what I do. He does amazing at home, but when we go out, he flips a shit show. How do I stop this? Flips a shit show. When? When they go out. Just go outside? So, go just out. like, just go outside. Probably wants to take him places. He does great at home, but when we go out. Okay, so, okay, a couple of things. Number one, first of all, for all the people commenting saying they can never catch a live, do me a favor, comment why. Is it the wrong time? For all, for all my folks out in the UK and, 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 and even farther out, because I, I get it because yeah, the time. Yeah, maybe we should rearrange cause, our because the Because of the time zone? Or maybe we should do one show a week at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That's not going to work with our, my work schedule. Right, or mine. Right. Okay, so. <laughs> so train dogs too. <laughs> there, goes, there goes that idea. So I'll probably fall asleep too. Um, yeah. So, but I want to know why you can't see the lives. Like, what is, what is it? Bad, it's the wrong day of the week. I'm probably not going to change shit for you, but um, because there's something called the replay and you're on it now. Um, but as far as, like, your dog's fighting the house, what's your dog doing in the house? Can your dog do a three-hour downstay with you bouncing a ball past it? Most people's dogs are good in the house because they don't ask anything of their dog. Can your dog go from place to place? Can your dog be in a down next to a placemat and you say place and the dog breaks the and goes right there without any other command? Can your dog do that? Or does your dog just sit and wait for food before it gets there? I'm not insulting you or, 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 or making you sound like you're a bad dog owner at all. But what I'm saying is how demanding in the house are you with your dog? And what I, that's where it starts. Start it there. Start it there. There's something called the shrapnel effect. You'd be surprised when you start holding your dog accountable for small things in the home, it's carried on out of the house. All right? So start with that first. Next. LG, Jeff, we live near New Orleans, and it's like nonstop bullshit with the guns. Pro-gun, not pro-thug, just FYI. Yeah, I know. New Orleans right now, the big problem is there is no more safe zone. There used to be, but there's not. Why? Because people actually listened 
and stayed out of the areas where they shouldn't. Well, guess what? Bad guys all of a sudden go, oh shit, we have to start going in then. Also, New Orleans had a, um, they got a lot of bad press because their officers were doing a little bit too much physical damage. And I'm, I'm a huge advocate of the police um, and, and 99 point whatever are great. And the one other 1% are just all over social media. Um, so when you think they're, they're all terrible, it's like there was this big thing. It's like, you know, police officers are shooting dogs more than ever. And I'm like, no, social media is just huge. Exactly. So it's like, no, no, it's not that way. And I'm not going to get into a police officer debate on my show. But the point is, is that unfortunately, some of the people that decide to commit crime know they can get away with it because, for instance, CVS has a policy. If somebody shoplifts and walks out the front door, you don't chase them. Interesting. Yeah. You literally let them st- – oh, sorry, CVS, if I fucked that one up for you. But, but it's like, yeah, you're not allowed to do that. You can't chase them. Nope, can't do it. Somebody's got they've, – they've fired employees from CVS for, like, literally challenging somebody at the front door. When I door. worked at um, – when I was in the banking industry, same thing. It's like you better not – like, if you get robbed, like, that's, you let the police handle that. You don't a, try to, like, tackle somebody. That's different. So my, at my father's store, who had drug stores, yeah. I, we, I saw their employees tackle lots of people. Yeah, we would get fired if we yeah. tried to stop. Yeah, but this goes back oh, back a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. I'm friends with a lot of officers that have been on the force for a long time, and they, they get pissed off now in certain situations. Yeah. They can't even, like, they can't even go. They, yeah. Anyway, next. <laughs> We're not going We're down We're all there. over the place. We're not going down that street. Um, Fellish, I also got a prong collar for him. It made a huge difference, but still having some issues. That's the chihuahua. Okay, so this is the thing. That's just a tool. That's a tool. What's going on with the training? There's a lot of variables, guys. There's so many variables. So um, what I want to make sure is I want to make sure that you um, don't just rely on this tool and all of a sudden your dog's going to listen. So I want you to understand conceptually all the things you're supposed to be doing. So I want you to be able to be proactive by teaching your dog lots of stuff. And then I want you to be able to stop unwanted behaviors. So don't just, don't just like... The prong collar made the walk better, but then ignore everything else. I'm not sure of your situation, but I see that a lot. Mm-hmm. People get a tool, then they expect the, the, all of a sudden the dog to change. That doesn't always happen that way. Next. Jay, when dog definitely in drive, won't back up with high neck of e-collar, trying the, the head bonk. So this is one that goes after the ball? Or the bees? I don't remember which so, one. Um, so this might is the, be the ball. Might be the ball. Use leash guidance to help you. Do some leash guidance to help you. All right, next. Andrea, thanks for doing these sessions. Advice on a dog that bites off the leash when he feels pressure. Owners misuse prong, and he seems so frustrated and sensitive to any pressure, he bites right up. Okay, so I don't. we get that a lot, mm-hmm. and it's not because the owners miss. Maybe, the, maybe these owners are misusing the prong, but if it's an assumption on your part and you're a trainer, let's get that logic out of your brain. I cannot tell you how many dogs that I've worked with that at the smallest sense of... Um, leash pressure, bite the leash because it's called an objection because they're not stupid. You know what a lot of dogs also do? And it's totally choreographed. Boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom. That reminds me of the music playing at the pool today. The music was out of control. Yes. So what I mean by that is they'll take their paw, put it over it, put it over it so you can't 
move anymore. And then now they're on their hind legs. It's such a practice, manipulative <laughs> yeah. move by dogs. And for some reason, I'm picturing huskies doing that a lot, maybe because I've seen a lot of huskies doing it and I never breed characteristic anything, um, except for like Malinois. And I tell All I know is the last husky, Athena, we had, she was like such a little so, gem. Okay, that's different She's then. such a good well, we have a we had a Malinois, the last Malinois we had in was like, oh, she that's was actually, such a good girl That's too. actually a Malinois that actually could go into a pet home. Yeah. But most Malinois cannot go into pet homes. So um, what we do is this, and a lot of people struggle with this concept, but you get yourself a stockyard whip. And stockyard whip is, you know, 48, 52 inches high. And if you're in the horse industry, you know what that is. Um, and we like an eight-inch drop on it. The drop is the part that just falls down. So if you work with horses, usually it's a eight-foot drop usually because you need like a lot of reach on that. And it might be longer than eight feet, but it's pretty damn long. So what you're doing is if your dog walks on the left and you're the handler, you're walking with your dog on the left and then you have another person with the stockyard whip falling a little bit behind on their back left, very subtly and slowly with the dressage whip, the stockyard whip down at the ground. And as soon as that dog goes up to bite the, uh, the leash, crack on the ass. It stops it instantly. Mm-hmm. And people struggle with this, but we have a dog that in our in our center now that can bite through a leash in three seconds. Like detached, running around the room. So meaning you're screwed. Yeah. Imagine you being outside. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This one dog. Um. Uh. uh we have it, we have to show. It's the dog that was muzzled up. The Sheba. Yeah. The that Sheba. came and muzzled up. There's also a dog that if you touch, screams like you killed it. You can't put yeah. like anything, even a slip lead. He screams. Yes. Yes. So people always assume it's the tool, but it's yeah. not. It's never had a, felt anything around he its just neck. He subjects everything. Yeah. Next. Um, but he's coming along really well. He is. Yeah. Staff's doing a great job with him. Christine, wait, I thought that was your daughter, LOL. Me? Joelle? No. No. Nope. Nope. He pays me to hang yes. out with him. Yeah. So my daughters are spread out all over the country. In fact, I just talked to one of my daughters today. She lives in Knoxville, Tennessee. And then I've got two daughters back in Providence. But this is Joelle. She is um, one of the trainers at the training center. She does um, runs my social media team. And then she also travels um, the world doing dog training seminars with me um, as well. Next. That's me. Bitless Equestrian. Hey, guys. Hey, Bitless. Hey, how are you? Blessing. Just took my dog for the last pee break for the night, and I brought the bonker and bonked him for hyperloading at a frog. After that, he kept flinching. Yep, um, I yep. didn't do anything wrong. In fact, I used it lighter than usual. Is it just? Is he just a sensitive dog? Any tips? I really don't want to stop using the bonker. Well, he probably is just a little bit paranoid right now. That's it. Don't worry. Tomorrow, tomorrow's a new day. Mm-hmm. All right. It's incredible what happens when you sleep on stuff. That's a, that's for humans, by the way. Okay. You'd be you'd be surprised before you make any big decision. Sleep on it. Sleep. Like there's literally something to be said for sleeping on it. Unless you're like, you need to make a decision like right now. It's like, but when you're ever making a decision where you do have a day, sleep on it. Make a decision with a dog. What happens is something called soak time. Soak time is like oh my God, that was a shit show today. And then all of a sudden tomorrow, the dog's like, holy shit, you're actually freaking listening to me. It's, I can't say how many yeah. times yeah. that has happened with dogs. And you're like, or you have a frustrating training session and all of a sudden the next day you're like, oh my God, you actually like learned. Yep. Yep. Next. Just a girl and her dog. Thoughts on the sport dog e-collar? They run hot historically. So for us, and sport dog is not a bad brand at all. 
So, sport dog, I love you. Um, but your, your, your level one runs hot. I will let you know that. And I'm sure you're aware because there's no way I'm the only one that thinks that. So the way we train is we need to use a lower level. And on some dogs, I'm sure it is a low level. But we tend not to train on sport dog. Sport dog, though, is fine for if you want to say no to a dog. Next. Christine, I followed your training. It gave me life with my German Shepherd. That would not have been possible otherwise. Awesome. She would have lived a life of antisocial, aggressive behavior, isolated at home. Thanks. Thanks. We hear that a lot. And so for all the people out there, and if it doesn't, it's not just from our, first of all, thank you for the kind words. Not just from our videos, but from everybody's videos out there. So again, a little bit of advice for, here's advice for a lot of people. So if you're a dog trainer, put out massive amounts of free content with no obligation of anything in return. And everyone always like, how do I grow my company? I just show, I literally just told you the secret right there. That is the secret how to do that. And also be nice. Those two things, you'll do great in business and in life as well. You also attract really nice people into your life. For owners, what I want owners to do that have become successful is share your fucking story. Yeah. Okay? Share your story or else it's just a bunch of us dog trainers arguing with each other. Not me because I don't argue with people at all. Okay? Unless you're like some guy at the airport who like asked me if I'm talking to him. Did you put that rant up yet? No. Joey, I was just like mortified and like – he came and sat down. I have a water Shoot. bottle. He's like, is the seat taken? I should have been like, yeah, my water bottle's right there. I want your ass on it. Thank you very much. Joel will share that story later. Yeah, I'll put it on stories. We'll put it on stories, yeah. So um, so for, for owners, for owners, I think it's really, really important that especially in countries where they're, for instance, in the UK, they're trying to ban shock collars. There's 300,000 people, um, dog owners, that are using shock collars right now. They want to ban them. That's 300,000 owners and dogs who will not be able to use them at all. Think about that. That's a lot of people. Where are all these people? Why are they not speaking up? Why are they not speaking up? Because they're afraid of the hate. So if you're an owner who has found training to literally finally give you your life back, document your story, put it up online, even turn comments off if you don't want to get any feedback from that at all. Okay? Share your story. Yep, I tried this trainer and that, don't have to name names. I tried this philosophy. I tried this philosophy. I went to a veterinary behaviorist. I tried drugs. I did everything that you told me that I was supposed to do and none of it worked. And then I found a free video from this obnoxious guy and oh my gosh, it worked. And then I went in a little bit deeper. And I hear that story every day. It has to be started being told from owners. Also, the bar is set really low in the United States with dogs. Really low. My clients often are asked, not just my clients, my colleagues' clients are often asked if they're dog trainers. Because their dogs actually can behave in public. Mm. Like you have to be a dog trainer, and we're all dog trainers, okay? So we're all, it's like being a parent, you're a teacher, okay? You're a life coach, okay? You're raising an adult, not a child. So what happens is it's important that people understand it's like my dog is behaving because I trained it. I didn't get lucky. Now there's dogs out there that people think, oh, I didn't do any training. Yeah, you did. You did the same thing over and over and over again every single day. And I assure you, if something you didn't like, you probably freaking whacked your dog for it. 
Now, I'm not saying to whack your dog. What I'm saying is everybody's a dog trainer. Next. Blessing. Joelle, what kind of dog do you have? I keep picturing a little white terrier. Nope. I have a working line German Shepherd and a black lab who thinks he's a German Shepherd. I got two. Right. Bert's pretty funny. He's a funny dude. <laughs> she has really good dogs. Uh, Maddie. My dog ha has separation anxiety. I've begun implementing your steps, and there has been some progress. I told my family, you said, if your family isn't on board with training, they don't care about you. They got it. Wow. Mm, wow. Wow. Good. That's like... Boundary setting. You're brave. Congratulations. Kudos to you. Kudos to you for standing up against your family. Mm -hmm. you, have to set, you have to set boundaries. It's really, really important. It's really important. And you, because, I mean, it's, it's sort of hard with, with, with parents, but parents don't get a free pass. So I think the last boundary I set with my mother was, she kept grabbing my ass, I told her to stop. No, I think, I think the last boundary I set with my mother was right when Angela was born, she wanted, my, she wanted him to be named a certain name because it meant something to her and our family name. And I'm like, yeah, but we're naming him Angelo which is Linda's great-grandfather who immigrated from Italy into Providence. So Angelo has humongous meaning to Linda's family. So we didn't just like pick a name out of a book like I did all my other kids. We actually put thought behind this, but that's how we came up with Angelo because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a family name. So I had to tell her... Um, I had to tell her, please don't mention this again because you're pissing off Linda. The lady, actually, I, I did a new boundary, which I can't share because it's private. I did another boundary re recently with my mom. They're important. You need boundaries. But I actually said to her, stop doing that because it's pissing our family off and we'll have less conversations with you. Yeah. That's what I said to her. So, and mom, if you're listening, I love you, which I know you're not listening to my show. Okay. Because you don't love me. Okay? So. Oh my God. Can you get back to the freaking dog training, please? Sure. Next. Bitless Equestrian. When I got my peer, he was an extreme puller. Didn't listen to a word I said. With a lot of help from your videos, the prong and e collar, he is completely trusted off leash wow. and listens. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Who's that? Bitless? Bitless Equestrian. Nice. Mm hmm. It's great to hear. Karen, GSD lover. Hey, guys. Um, love the adorable videos of Angelo as a baby and toddler. Thanks for sharing. Guys, Angelo Gelman on Instagram. Angelo Gelman on Instagram. He's getting up there with his following. Yeah. He's kicking ass. He's, you should let him do a live soon. I will. He's really good at it. I know. And his engagement is really good. Yeah. He's getting a lot of engagement. And people are struggling. They're like, you're like a seven-year-old on Instagram? Guys, I f it's me fucking doing it, okay? <laughs> okay. So don't send anything fucking weird. Okay. I, Jeff's going to see it. I'm answering all the questions. I do read the comments to him. But it's like, I'm the one that sends you like, you know, thank yous and hearts and stuff like that. But what I did was, Angelo started working with dogs at 48 hours old. So what I did was, in fact, I did it this morning. I woke up this morning at 3 a.m., um, because uh, I do that no matter when, where I am, whatever time zone I'm in. Um, that's like six back home. That's pretty good. I know, but I didn't go to sleep till midnight. <laughs> so I got my three hours. <laughs> 3 a.m. back home. <laughs> 3 a.m. back home, right. So um, so what I did to, this morning was is I downloaded 12 little clips to my phone, and I've started, I have a little Angelo file. Um, I've got a little Angelo file um, going on, 
and um, and I went back to the oldest stuff. So there's some really cute videos of him that's gonna be coming out there, like him when he started first walking, like with like all my dogs around him. Um, there's some really really cute stuff out there. So uh, it's pretty incredible. There's there's I don't know if I have this videotaped. There was one time when Angelo walked through a pack of 20 dogs and they all parted the sea for him. Mm. Yeah, and and it's funny because he's only petted. He's only pet my dogs. People ask about like Angelo and, and like, oh, he must love dogs. He's seven years old. He's probably pet them seven times total. I had him walk Bert the other day, and yeah. he still didn't pet him. He yeah. just grabbed the leash. Yeah. He was like, we're going. He does. He's not. He's not. He, he's around dogs all the time, but he actually doesn't. You know, do your typical kid stuff because that's usually how kids get bit. Next. Did you get the stories I sent you of him doing it? I must. Did you? He's, did you? He's air- like, he's such a good boy. Did Bert's you? Just like following him. Did you airdrop him to me? Or did you post it? I think I saved them right to your phone. Oh. Instagram. Okay. Then they're probably on my phone. They should be on there. Yep. Pam, we are here in Vegas. Yes, I hate to take a walk with my dog, so I hope we can fix this. We are at the RV park, and our dog can't manage. Miserable for all of us. See you tomorrow. Yeah, so so the loading zone is right past valet. If anybody's coming to my seminar tomorrow, we're we're downstairs, downstairs. You walked out. You walked out. You you took the elevator down. Escalator down. Same way we got here. I know, but I'm just trying to remember. Red Rock Room, three, four, and five. Because there's, there's You're gonna go left? Yeah, below the casino. And then another If left. you're walking in, if you're driving in, you're gonna go right past the valet, and there's a loading zone. You'll see a door that's open, and that's where you pull in and drop off your dog. And then the parking lot's right across the streets. So get here early tomorrow to figure out where the fuck you are. Okay? Next. Sarah, because I'm I'm still figuring it out. Next, Sarah, does the boss have the same low levels as the mini, wanting to get a longer range collar? So yes, it still starts at one. Well, it starts at zero, but their zero one is different than the one on a mini educator. But as long as your dog is working above ten, your boss is fine. The boss is fine. Yep. Uh, Bitless Equestrian, Joel, my dog does the same thing. Chases flies all day long. I probably shouldn't let him let him anymore i wouldn't if it doesn't bother you who cares that's annoying whatever it's ocd behavior though um as long as you can knock it off yeah do it on command now it's like yep go get it okay okay cut the shit good next lg i pivot on the toes for speed that must be the problem she's always watching me but is devious she catches on to the smallest You pivot on your toes? And leg, foot. I know. That's going to hurt your ankles and your knees. What did you, you have? A ba- you have a ballet background? Wear flat, wear flat shoes. Heels. That's the problem. Um, posi- sh- Now you interrupted my reading. She catches on to the smallest change in leg, foot position, so I'm always looking for speed with her. No, slow down. No, slow down. Slow down. Make the dog follow you. Slow. slow you. Slow, I'm telling you, if you walk really we do that this weekend at the, at the seminar. But if she's trying to do an about turn, I mean, those are speedy. But. Right. But slow, but in your general, in your walks, slow down. No, there's a lot of dog trainers out there that suggest if your dog walks fast, you should walk faster. Yeah, I know. It's the worst advice ever. Yeah, it's like, no, you slow down. It's like, tell that to an 80-year-old person. Not that any year old person can't walk faster, but like, no, you don't walk faster. You slow down. Your dog should walk at your speed. Actually, your dog could theoretically walk a little bit less than your speed. Next. 
Nancy, a feral pup, four months old, was given to me a year ago. Presently, he comes within a foot of me. Yep. Should I become more assertive with my attempts to put a leash on him, socialize him, etc.? All depends on your on your on your level of expectation. So Autumn was a feral dog, a true feral dog. She had to be caught with a net by sixteen people. Um, she was um, uh, the. Why are you hitting me again? I wasn't. I was like rotating. I got like a tweak in my delt oh, right now. Okay. Sorry. I thought you were doing one of the hitting and then I'm talking to you. No, too but long. I will. But I just started the I just started the answer. So I trained her one thing: recall. And then everything else, I left her alone because I had a pack of dogs and she did fine with dogs. So I just let her run with my dogs. But I had her for eight years, and if you try to touch her, she'd fr freeze, and she'd shit, and she'd piss. So I just left her alone. I just left her alone. And, but she was great, though. Um, I, I, I trained her to be more afraid of not being with me than to getting away from me. That's what I did. When I first got her, she could all she wanted to do was run from me, and I trained her the opposite. I said, that sucks. Coming to me is a better option. And then... Um, over time, which was not that much time, she actually was like, if I can't see Jeff, oh my God, I, I'm freaking out. So she would hunt for me. But she wouldn't come up to me. Um, she would once in a while, if her back was turned, she'd like come up and sniff our back leg. But as soon as we turned around, she'd like flee. But she would never be a good pet. She would never be a good Wasn't pet dog. Wasn't she like a shepherd or something though? No, she looked like a dingo. She was like that tan she one, looks like right? a South. She looks like a South Carolina... Um, uh, doc. Singing dog, what is or it? they call it? No, no. The South Carolina singing like the dogs. Singing dogs, yeah. Where did you get her? Um, I got her from some a rescue a long time ago. That up, I, in, up north, though? They were in New Jersey, I think. Oh. Yep, they delivered to me. She had three leashes on. Damn. And they said, never drop any of them. Hmm. And I was like, I ended up not. She was awfully strained. Next. David was walking my dogs, and Frenchie off-leash darted for both of them. Wasn't sure how many rescue would react, so I kicked the Frenchie. I see it as life-saving for the dogs. Thanks for the advice. Did it scream like a Frenchie does? Mm. Oh, my God. Fre Any of you out there that are working with Frenchies, it's like they scream so loud. It's like you sound like you're... you're oh. oh, my God. We got a video of a dog charging a boarding train at Blackstone, and I think Zoe ended up booting it. Really? She got it on video. I'm like, did you show that to Jeff? I'm like, good for you. Yeah, she showed it to me. She wanted me to know if she wanted me to keep it in. Yeah. Yeah, I said, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I had to freaking pick up a board and train the other day. Freaking dog charging out. Thank God it was Little Fenton. Yep. I'm like, there were like kids around. I'm like, if I had to kick a dog right now, I was just like, let's go, Fenton. Let's get out of here. But that's the one that was charging all the dogs, too. Every dog. Yeah, you should have said something the other Every way. dog. Yeah, it's out of control. Yeah. Sherry, hello. Hold YouTube. on. What time do we start the show at? Yeah, I think we're like past. We're past. It's past 730. Last yep. question. Um, this is a good one. Sherry, hello, you two. Wanted to share that I've had the convertible top down and windows down in my tiny car all summer, and Marley's had zero reactive episodes. Wow. So exciting, you guys rock. She was at the Petaluma seminar. That's right. German Shepherd. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Wow. We're going to be back in Petaluma. So, guys, if you want to know where we're going to be, go to jeffgelmanseminars.com, jeffgelmanseminars.com. Um, you can do that. Don't forget Angelo Gelman on Instagram. And then if you go to Solid Canine Training, which is our main site, you can get to all of our different social media platforms. So thank you so much for that. For all the folks out there that are really working so hard, um, even if you're working half-assed, like, thank you so much for doing that. Really appreciate it. And if you're struggling with your dog, I want you to know the answers are there. The answers are there. Okay? It doesn't have to be from us, but there's, the answers are there. You don't own that dog that can't be trained. You just, you just, you just don't. 
you, you just don't, all right? Jeff Galvin of Solid Canine Training, thank you so much. And this is Joel right here, the official of um, uh, elbower of me. All right, bye guys. Toodaloo.